Thanks for joining us on our podcast, We Are More Than Menopause. Allie and I have been best friends since we were 14 and have always leaned on each other through our entire life cycles. Throughout our friendship, we relied on advice from authors and books like Judy Bloom. And as we got older, we read The Girlfriend's Guide to Pregnancy. When we raised our daughters, we read Girlology. But we found that during midlife, there was no guide. So we went back to each other and realized we had to be the guides. And then we thought, hmm, what do other people do that don't have a girlfriend to chat with? So here we are, your girlfriends guiding you through, sharing what we've learned, our trials, our tribulations, the nitty gritty, not so pretty parts, and all the ways we can embrace this stage of our life. Because ladies, we are more than menopause. Hi, Allie. Mm. Welcome to We Are More Than Menopause. Our podcast. podcast. So I'm going to start us off today. And I know I've said this before, and I've said this many times. And in, in this quote that my mother would always say to me, only started to resonate with me with, as my children became adults, because she would tell me this while I was growing up, and I'd be like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's nice to say. But until you have adult children, they're going through their trials of life. You will never understand the anguish that my parents went through as well, watching me go through my trials. But my mom would always say, and people would say, how are you today, Sue? And she'll go, well, I'm as happy as my saddest child. She's right. It's really something up, doesn't it? Because when, when you go on a roller coaster ride with your children, as women and mothers and we feel it remember when that newborn baby would cry and or get ready to cry and you feel it in your in your your body your the nerve endings or when or or I, the letdown of your milk i remember or the le- when exactly. they would cry <laughs> like right. physically there is an actual this response is, when your this, children cry comfort right, right? Come, yep yep and so yeah. We're doing that. And I wanted to take this time, if it's okay with you. We have been back and forth on the phone. Once again, we've been best friends since we were 14 years old. And we've been through so many trials with ourselves as well as with our children. Uh, Right now, I have watched with anguish as my best friend and her family are going through one of the largest trials that they've encountered, I think that this is probably probably tops. Although we go through a lot, but it's scary as hell. So I just want to start us off by saying that this is going to be a not a political message. This isn't going to be a right or wrong. This is a mother sharing her anguish about her child and this is normal life experiences in midlife. And you know what? We're not supposed to talk about it, especially on social media. We're not supposed to say, you know what? This is really, really crappy. We're supposed to say everything's wonderful. Everything's great, but it's not always that. So Pam, if you can just tell me what happened on the Friday night or Saturday night. Friday night, Saturday morning. Yeah. Let me also say that, first of all, my my child is safe. So I know parents who are continuing to live anguish 
gosh, and mm. nightmares. I know parents whose children have been taken hostage. So I'm my killed. nightmare, mm -hmm. yes, my nightmare is, is different. It's a nightmare nonetheless, but it's a, it's a different nightmare and it's on a different level. But I was awoken Friday at 2 a.m., Saturday morning at 2 a.m. by a phone call that said my daughter is in a bomb shelter. Uh, she's in Israel, she she's in Tel Aviv. Yeah. She's in Tel Aviv and she had been there for all of six days as she's getting ready for her law school semester to start taking a semester over there. So just absolutely bolted up in bed, obviously. Turned in the news, texted furiously and, you know, just spent the next, I can't imagine three days cycling through going into bomb shelters, coming out of bomb shelters, uh, just talking to her, like, you know, obviously texts that you never expect to hear from your children. Mm -hmm. Mom, there's rockets. Mom, do you think that's the Iron Dome or do you think that's a hit? Daddy, daddy, there's rockets. And the fear of sleeping that she talked about because she didn't want to sleep through a siren because the first morning they slept through the siren. It was 6.30 in the morning there. And so she heard the 7.30 siren. And then, of course, then well, it, it, they've never heard that before. So she, right, she doesn't know what right. that is. That could be a ambulance. You know, it could be something you don't know. Yes, yeah. She lives on the second story of a New York apartment building. You can hear right. people talking in the streets. You hear the ambulances everywhere. So yes, it was definitely uh, a surprise as it was to the world. So yeah, it was, it was really a big, a big roller coaster for the last numerous days so tell me so you get this phone call you're turning on the news did you get any sleep that night <laughs> no or no the next sleep. night or the next, or the next night. night right um, and then yeah how how can you help your adult child who is going through turmoil and they're stuck and we can't, we can't shelter them. We can't fix it. We can't, we can't do anything. What do you do as a parent? Yeah. Uh, child was going through this. You know, my child also wanted to stay in Israel, which I admire. And I, I admire the belief that you run to a burning building to save people as opposed to running from a burning building. But as a parent, to have your adult child making decisions that are life-threatening and risky, it, it's apparent, it's almost incomprehensible. And on the one hand, you want to support them. Right. But how do you support somebody doing something that is so frightening? I just got off the phone with one of my best friends from Orlando also, whose daughter served in the military. She, um, she moved from Orlando to Israel and she's been, she came back to visit her parents and to go on a family vacation. And of course the world fell apart and she wants to go back. She wants to go back and she's trying desperately to get back. And her mother is freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So she is also, she's a 25 year old girl. Right. And she's, she's, she's an adult. adult. 
and she has her own financial independence. And so my daughter doesn't have financial independence because we pay for her law school. We help pay for her apartment. So there was a point that I and her roommates, parents uh, also kind of, we pulled, we wanted them to come on their own, that decision on their own. That's our goal. We guide them to the right decision. We had to pull the cards. And uh, later she said to me when she was safe, she said, I'm glad you pulled the card. She didn't want us to pull the card. She was grateful that we did. But my my best friend there, she's she's she can't pull the card. So what do you do? Right. So you try and support your child and you try to be logical with your children and your children aren't still logical. Like it's an emotional situation. It's not a logical situation. We're all emotional about it. And as Jews we are, and I know Mm -hmm. as you're not Jewish, but you understand it. Mm-hmm. And you get it and you, you get it at a different level. I think part of it is because you're a mom and you, we have cool. pores in our body that we feel, feel, feel what yeah. our children feel. And that's, and that, that's, and that problem yeah. is we feel and it that's all. That's the problem. And, and so that's one thing that I wanted, I want to first continue on that path. I want to ask some more questions, but I also want to stop and say, this isn't just about your child being in Tel Aviv in the middle of a war. <clears throat> this is also about every parent in midlife when you have adult children that are making yeah. decisions on their own, whether they're good for them or they're bad for them. Yeah. As a parent, we have limited amount of things that we can do. We can't force them. We can't ground them. We can't do those things. And we know what's best. We really yeah. do. We know if they do A, B, and C, this is going to happen. We, we have enough life experience that we know the path that they're on. Just like if she stayed, you knew the path. You knew what she was going to encounter. You knew that. And same with Erica. She knows what this is going to be if yeah. her daughter goes. But there's nothing you can do about it as a parent. And whether your child is making good decisions, bad decisions, battling mental illness, battling depression, battling relationships, abuse. There's so many pieces that as a parent and as a therapist, and I know right now you can't give yourself therapy. But what what can you tell other women who are struggling with this? Well, I told my child that I was just going to get her and bubble wrap her (laughs) and leave her locked upstairs in her bedroom. No, but truly as a therapist, I actually have been thinking so much about this is I think the important thing is that we, first of all, take a deep breath as parents and we be calm. And we talk to our children in a calm manner because when we raise our levels, they raise their levels, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to start by meeting them in a very calm place and say, okay, I hear what you're saying because they need to be heard. They need to be heard. So we talk to them from a calm place and we say, I hear, I hear how you're feeling. Let's talk about the logical part of it. All right, so let's write down the logical part. If you do this, 
in this will, let's talk about what the implications are. And we, 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 in our house, we call, we whiteboard it out, right? Because these are big decisions and that's what you tell them. These are big decisions and, mm. and nobody should have to make big decisions alone. So I, I love that. I want you to trust out. me. I love that. Yeah. So we say, you trust me and I trust you. And so let's, let's talk about the real logistics of it, the real logic of it and take the emotion out. Mm, you know, that's, that's, great that's all we can do is we can, we can put it out there and hope that when they see it, it, it starts to resonate. And then we have to give them the space, right. To mm. also come there. And make the decisions, whether it's still the path on the whiteboard that we want yes. them to go to, because, you know, we all, and this is what I can't, keep coming back to for myself with my children is that I have had my trials or I'm continually having my trials, but my major hurdles in life, I did on my own and I'm proud and it made me who I am that I made the pivots when I needed to, or didn't and learn from that. And we can't take that right. away from our children. Right. We can't take their growth from right. making tough decisions away yes. from them. And, and they're not always going to be the decisions that we want them right. to make. Like there isn't one mother who wants their child to go off to war. No. Right? No. We we understand it. We, we get the logic of it. It's fighting for whatever mm -hmm. it is that they're fighting for. But even in the United States, when somebody enlists, it's done Absolutely. with great turmoil. Absolutely. Right? So as moms, we are going to feel the turmoil, but we also, we need to give them the space. We need to put out the logical discussion. I want to say arguments, but it's really the logical mm -hmm. points, the positions. Right. And allow them the space to come to a conclusion without forcing. And so right. part of that is also us once we once we whiteboard it out there is for us to be silent. Yeah. That's right? the hard part. Yes, that is that's the hard, hard, that's hard, the hard part. part. And yes. we have to take our emotions out because when I'm crying and in turmoil and sad and scared, that raises the anxiety for yes. my children. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And it makes the decisions so, harder for them as well. Because and we want it to be us. hard. Well, we right. want them to, right? So I'm fine. If that's why you make your decision, because you want me to stop crying, great. Make your decision <laughs> so that I stop crying. But the truth is that they really do have to come to that place on their own. And we have to support them. Look, if they're doing something that's, you know, self-harm, right. right? If they're talking about taking drugs, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about major life pivots that we don't necessarily agree with, but we know that they feel strongly about. So it's um, it, it's hard to have our adult children on paths that we don't necessarily want them on. I always, we, yeah. we talked in, my kids were in high school and I had friends whose kids went off to college. They were like, 
Yeah, we, you know, we love having strong, independent children until they're strong and independent and they think differently yeah, than we true. think, right? Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. That is so true. We <laughs> love we, having strong, yeah. independent children until they are strong and independent. We got, there's no <laughs> anymore. None. Exactly. None. <laughs> yeah. One. Yes. So we did. We we raised strong, sure. independent, independent. Absolutely. And damn it. <laughs> damn it if they're not doing it. Oh, yes. <laughs> so let's go back to where your daughter is. So you said that she's out, but could you give us a little bit of a background of how that happened? Mm-hmm. What, what, what she was going through and what you guys were doing and, and how you were able to support in this effort? You know, I, I I I don't want to make this a uh, an Israel uh, podcast, but Israel has the most incredible, supportive, amazing people, and it is a country that truly comes together when the world is falling apart. So our kids, after the first day of bombing, our kids, we had a contact in in Israel, a woman whose family had taken my husband in when he moved there from nice Jewish boy from Cleveland who moved to Israel when he was 20 and went, started going to Tel Aviv University and the Lebanese war broke out. And this family, her, her parents adopted my husband. And so she is sorry age yeah. and she was a kid and there's this 20 year old guy who's, you know, staying at their house. And so she reached out to me She's a doctor and she's married to a wonderful man and they have three amazing daughters. And she reached out to me when she heard that Danny was in the country and said, I, I will go and get her and I will bring her to my house where she's safe. And I said, or safer, at least out of Tel Aviv city central. And I said, (laughs) I said, thank you so, so, so much, but she has two roommates. And so they're just going to stay together and they'll be fine. And she said, I will pick them all up and they will all Mm -hmm. come to my home. Right. And, wow. and mind you, she has three children who are 18, 20 and 23, who's also who are also in the army and whose lives were falling oh apart. Goodness. And so right. they, right. So they were in the midst, their whole world was falling apart. And right. they reached out and they, you know, snatched up our kids and brought them to their home and gave them safety and a little uh, drink and yeah. chicken and <laughs> Potatoes. Yeah, well, food because they had right. only been in that apartment for six days, right. and right. it's not like they had but stock they were, fridge of food. They were they were flying to Cyprus on Sunday morning for three days of vacation before school started. Not that they hadn't just had six days of vacation, but you know whatever. So they, she brought them home, and you know it was it, that's just the way that country is: is you just you help, and so their family, their daughter was called up one of their two of their daughters were already called up and the third I'm sure is already now and was in they were getting 30 minute updates on on their unit and the daughter that was there who hadn't yet been called up found out that within an hour an hour of meeting my daughter and and her you know having chatting with her she lost four friends (gasps) that first day lost four friends within an hour. So that's how their lives are. So as much as I felt that Danny was safe 
her. You know, people would say, oh, I'm glad she's safe. I'm glad she's safe. Nobody's safe there. Nobody's safe. And it was safe to the moment and until the sirens come to that town. And they ended up coming to that town, which, you know, everybody has a bomb shelter. And so everybody goes to the bomb shelter. And so it, it, it was a lot of back and forth and a lot of turmoil. And they ended up, we had booked them all. The, the moms, obviously, were pulling them off the garden while they were sleeping. We had booked them all flights to get out of the country. So one mom booked a flight for, you know, Wednesday, one mom booked a flight for Thursday, one mom booked a flight for Friday, whatever. We got them on the first flights that we could. And we can, we, we pulled the card. I don't even know what day it was, Monday, Tuesday. And they went to the airport with tears, heavy hearts. They left half of their stuff there because their belief was that they firmly were going back. And they, they left half of their stuff in Israel and just took a suitcase with them. And they got to the airport. They were there for five, I think they were there five hours early and their flight got canceled. And so it went from being told that they had to leave to not having a choice about leaving. Mm-hmm. And they had to figure out at one o'clock in the morning, they had to go back to their apartment. I wasn't having them go back to our friend's house. It was one in the morning. I, it was, she had already arranged for them to get safe passage to the airport, which mm-hmm. is in and of itself wow. was a nightmare. Right. Yeah. So they ended up the next day. She said, look, they can come back to, I, I'm going to go get them. They'll come back to me. But let me see if my husband can help get them on a plane. And he did. And he got them on a plane that left, I don't know, six hours later. And she got them safe passage to the airport. They were on the airplane. They were in the middle of boarding. And they were, I guess they boarded from the back of the plane first. because And my our kids were on the back of the plane. And the sirens went off. And they stopped boarding. And they said, pilot came on and said, protocol is that we stay here. We're not taking you off the plane. We're just going to stay here and wait. And that's when the airport leave. was getting bombed. Mm-hmm. Missiles, were- rockets, are, and yeah, yeah. And you know, I for the first time was like breathing. Okay, she's getting on a plane and she's leaving. And the the airport hadn't. It, it had been pretty quiet. And then Tel Aviv was being hit, and where they were a little further north at my friend's house was being. Mm-hmm was being hit and you know she by the grace of god they you know they waited out until there's a window let them let them finish boarding and taking off and then the airport closed for hours after that because it was a barrage so yes she she barely got safe passage Mm -hmm. but she's out yeah and she She went to they got to germany and now she's on her way to... Which was a struggle for her too. Yeah, of course. As, which, you know, to be honest, I know that they're incredibly, incredibly helpful to Jews and anti-Semitism is apparently illegal there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's they... Of the world, especially in the United States, but... Right. Um, it, it, yeah, it was a struggle. And they had a safe harbor. And yeah. they were wonderful. Germany was a safe place. And... Then they are coming back to the States. Right. So where, by the way, well, it doesn't seem safe for is for Jews either. Because right. I can tell you that there's so much that's happening in New York that is horrendous. The Long Island Really? Uh, yeah, the the LIE had a there was a stop traffic. There was a pro-Palestinian car that just started doing circles and raising the flag and like it, I 
I'll send you the. It's all been crazy. Yeah, crazy things are happening well, around the world. And, it's, and anti-Semitism it's not over. is up. Right. No. No. And it's not anti-Semitism over. is up 488% or 500% now. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's the whole thing about this is it's not over. And our children aren't done. You know, they're now as as young adults, they're now, you know, having to make these big decisions. And um, you know, your family is continuing in his struggle because you also have a sister model that was in control <laughs> and you have yeah. friends and Danny has friends that have uh, had to that are called listed, up right called yeah. up and so it's not over and I uh, wish I can take the this away but just like you can't take it away either so we can't now but no. I wanted to say thank you so much for sharing your story uh, this is not a political message uh, this is a message from a, a mom that is going through uh, some really scary stuff. And I felt like it was really appropriate to share that because we all have our scary stuff that as we watch our children grow. And, and they are going to reality. make missteps. Yes, they Absolutely. will make missteps. And we are, we are here to support them and to love love them. And it is hard to watch our children make steps that we don't necessarily right. agree with, right. but we, but we love them and, and we feel it. We feel we it in our cores. And it doesn't matter if they're six years old, 16 years old. When, nope. you know, I, every time my kids used to go out of the house, I used to say to them, make good decisions. That was mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know, don't drink, don't drive, yeah. don't, make, you know, all of those things. Decisions. It's just make good decisions. Yes. Yeah. And those are, those are tough ones. And those are still good words to, to have, but it has a different connotation as a young adult. Yeah. So could make good decisions. You're going to be like, so anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank so you. Know. Thank you, Pam, so much. Thank and I you, just wanted Allison. to um, tell everybody that, um, you know, this is a, a, a very tense time. And there's going to be ups and downs with the world for all of us, but we're right there with you. You know, we're sharing our story because we all have a story and we're right there with you. And we hope that you continue to turn us on and listen and that you are able to find some solace during our struggles. All right. Until next week. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.